This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. To the Road to Retirement, my name's Chris Anselmo, Brookside Tax and Financial Group. And today we have Tony 1 and Tony 2, Tony Squared. And uh, we have some good announcements. It's now... uh, Believe it or not, I think it's spring here in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. But finally, well, I still wearing a sweater. I, I came back so after tax season, I went to Florida for about ten days. So I've been back since uh, Saturday, and it's now uh, Thursday, and I haven't seen the sun yet. But <laughs> but other than that, it's been raining every day. So uh, probably similar in Minnesota, still a little cool up there. Same exact situation. A couple of weeks ago, we hit the eighties, and then it dropped way back down. Got cold. And it's been cool and rainy ever since. But today, we're supposed to hit 74 and sunny. Beautiful day. Wow. Where is that for us? So we have, so, uh, you know, it's after tax season. We haven't done this in a while. And we have uh, several announcements. Primarily, the first and the biggest one is uh, Mr. Tony Marlette Jr. is now a papa. Oh. boy number one. Uh, my wife, Megan, and I welcomed Samuel Anthony Marlette into the world the day before tax day. At, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, April 14th. Day, April 14th. So, wow, you couldn't plan that better for Brookside Tax. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, Chris, that was, took a day was off. pretty happy. Uh, yeah, he said, take the 14th off. You're back in here on the 15th. Uh, <laughs> They kept telling me, uh, you better get through tax season. And we almost made it. Yeah. Like, I was a day short. So, so it was, it was all, it was all good. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. Tony, tell me when, when we first hired you, what I like, what I told him I like in employees. Uh, he likes employees with kids and debt. I want kids and mortgages. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> I need people who have kids and mortgages, so they have to work. So that is funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah. in today's day and age, that's probably true, right? Because like, if you have no kids and no responsibilities, if you have a bad day. You might not show up tomorrow. So uh, yeah, or, never, or you might never, yeah move there's around. Never, there's never a bad day here, though. So yeah when you're young and single after that first uh first tax day of 2022 (laughs) i might not have showed up after that no yeah that was funny (laughs) yeah that the first tax day last year you know he was just starting to become a tax preparer he 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 says uh uh well it's been nice knowing you see ya (laughs) see ya thanks for the opportunity yeah walked out the door and pretended i was never coming back so it's all good. So we got a little Bambino uh, now. And another news is we got another book. What? That. Yep. How so, to protect your family's assets from devastating nursing home costs. That's, that's specific to Ohio. I like that. Yeah. So this is uh, the Ohio-based version. So we uh, actually wow. just got them in the mail yesterday. They're a little more expensive. They're, they they literally cost us $25 a book to get. So. Um, did you write that one, Chris? 
I helped write it. So, and, yeah. and Matt, our other attorney uh, here that does our elder care, he helped write it. And wow. there's a gentleman, um, uh, Gabriel, that uh, does the the bulk of it, and then we we edit it for for Ohio. So, sure. we, so it's uh, it's good, wow. but it's uh, it's almost 300 pages long. So it's really uh, yeah, that's a solid book right there. Yeah, it, it's it's really like a manual, hopefully written in English about you know, how to protect your assets and how to qualify for Medicaid. And, and, uh, and we've talked about this on our shows, how ridiculous is that the government doesn't help pay for nursing homes, but they. Maybe we should talk about that on this one, because what I was going to, we, we had, we had some feedback from clients when we were doing taxes okay. about topics that they want to hear about amongst them was nursing home costs. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's always a great topic. And you know, I've hit you up, Chris, a lot uh, for advice with my grandfather passing away and my mom yeah. being in a nursing home and my dad inheriting my grandpa's farm, but not being able to maybe hang on to it because my mom has been in a nursing home uh, and the state's been paying for it. So, yeah, it's just it's just so uh, it's a federal program, but it's also state run. So the state administers the program. And it's kind of ridiculous that each state has its own rules, and sometimes each county has their own rules. And depending on the caseworker you get, who may or may not know the rules, you know. So, yeah. so it's really, uh, it, it, it's really all over the board. But I think the sad fact, and we've talked about this on other shows, is that you know the government will spend money going to Mars, billions and billions of dollars. But, oh yeah, but they but they won't help people in nurse. I mean. So the, the biggest crux for me is, you know, Medicare, the regular standard health insurance for everyone who's uh, retired or if disabled, you only get up to 100 days in a nursing home. So the person who gets his first paycheck at 15 and God forbid he becomes disabled, he gets 100 days in a nursing home. The guy who's 85 that's been paying in for 70 years, been paying into Medicare every year for 70 years, only gets 100 days. Up to 100. Just, up to and not yeah. guaranteed either. No. It has to happen in a certain way. You have to yeah. be in the hospital or have something like that and, happen. And then and they you have to refer you and you have to not be getting better. I mean, so if you're getting better, they'll give you up to 100. So like if you injure your hip and you need to get your hip fixed, replaced, whatever, you're going to get better in 100 days. So they'll c cover it. You're getting towards you're getting better. But if you had dementia on day three and they said, look, you're never getting better. They cut you off. It, 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 it's just, it's crazy. So, um, so the regular Medicare, something's obviously needs to change. Maybe, yeah. Maybe somebody in Congress is watching our show, but um, I wish they would. I mean, the fact that somebody could pay into a healthcare system for 70 years and not have coverage. Oh, is, I mean, I have one lady going in now. She's 91. So literally she's been paying in for what's, 80 years, I mean, 75 years, whatever it is, yeah. and you don't have coverage. I mean, it's just, it's criminal. It, it is, fr it is frustrating. And normally I know we wouldn't, you know, advocate for more government programs or spending, but it's how they spend so, and they need to cut yeah. spending in other areas and focus on where it's needed. I think they need to do more. They for just going to say veteran. that. Because you're right. I was literally just thinking that because there's a fair amount of people out there. A lot of people, the majority of people do a fair amount of complaining about government spending. So for us to come and say, well, the government needs to spend more money on this program, it sounds hypocritical. But at the same time, like you guys have both pointed out, I think it's worth it to mention that 
we're not saying to spend more. We're saying to spend the money wiser on things that real people actually need. I mean, well, and how about uh, the first two things, seniors and veterans in this country, the VA system and uh, covering long-term care, those should be two priorities in our country right every, now. Every time I see one of those wounded warriors show, there's, yeah, you know, it just frustrates me. I'm like, how, how are they, how do they need this? Shouldn't the government just provide this? I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. So all these, all these charities or whatever you want to call them, nonprofits that, that show up, you know, part of that donation is going to go to the expense of running the charity. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know how much actually gets to the veteran, but still I'm not saying you shouldn't contribute to these, but I'm like, you shouldn't need to, the, the government should take care of our veterans. I mean, they, yeah. Well, for sure, you take care of one group of people, it should yeah. be veterans. Yeah, it's just, and I, don't, I, I mean, I think everybody says it, but I don't understand how Congress doesn't do it. Maybe they're not getting yeah. it. Yeah, and, and Nursing Home is a great, that book is just, uh, wow, it couldn't come at a better time because I think, I see that as, I mean, we have a lot of crisis in the country and things that need to be dealt with, but, you know, <clears> that's got to be top five. Well, I think that, that's one of the biggest crisis facing Americans uh, in the United States. Yeah, because people don't realize that, you know, we got these statistics from, um, um, I don't say somewhere online, but from an insurance carrier that two out of three people, two out of three over 70 will spend time in a nursing home. That's why, that's why insurance companies over 70%. I mean, people are, the insurance companies can't, take that risk like like you insure a million houses and two of them burn down okay we could take that risk but you insure three people and two of them make claims it's not working for the insurance company so they're trying to get out of that industry so so it's really um you know and then there's the comments we hear from other people well why should the government pay if you have money i'm like well nobody has a problem with people trying to pay the least amount of taxes they can right right if if you if you owe 20 grand in taxes at the end of the year, you don't send in 40. Yeah. You send in 20, right? So how, how is this any different to try and uh, pay the least you can legally? Everybody's um, trying to pay as yeah. least as, I mean, we have people. I mean, every technique in this. Yeah, I mean, every we, we have people that hardly, that, that, you know, collect yeah. pension and social yeah. security that want to save money on taxes. So, it's not just. You know, every technique in this book is legal. There's not, we're not trying to hide money. We're not trying to, you know, put in other people's names and all, you know, it's just, Every technique is legal and we're just doing what the law allows. So if the law allows it, why can't you do it? Right. So if the, they don't want it to be handled that way, then they could change the law. Right. So, and they have changed it over the years. I mean, when we first started this, that look back period that we talked about before, a lot of people know it's 60 months. It used to be 24 months Then it was 30 and it was 36. Now it's 60. I was talking, making it 72, but, um, yeah, it's just it's. I don't say it's criminal, but the way the government spends money, this this should be a top priority, and it's not. Agree, agreed. Even uh, if they have to raise the Medicare, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of Medicare comes in f- from our paychecks, right? So even if they have to raise the the limit on how much you pay into Medicare, I'm okay with that. Like, agreed. I think a lot of people are, and I think same issue can be said for Social Security. You know, yeah. you, you top out Social Security. Um, when they take out Social Security, they don't do it above income above 147. I think of, of all the things that 
people's uh, the government spends money on. I don't think people would have a problem with funding social security. So the, the after one hundred and forty seven thousand dollars, I think they're going to increase that. So yeah. then that's how they're going to keep it solvent. Yeah, past you know, the maybe, year you know, maybe it's uh, right. you know maybe a cap at a five hundred, whatever the number is. I mean, there has to be something. Here, here's the the counter argument that people are making a lot of money. Say you're a professional athlete, you're making twenty million dollars, right? Why should I pay in on $20 million? Social Security at the maximum is going to give me this much. Let's let's say at the maximum you're going to get is $4,000 a month when you retire. If I keep paying more in, I'm not getting any more. Why should I have to pay more in, right? So that's that's the counter argument. Yeah, so that's the argument. A, but. Yeah, I think there's a reasonable, there should be some reasonable cap. Like, let me let me give you some stats. This So we get a newsletter. I don't know if you can see this. We get a tax newsletter, uh, you know, every I think it's every month that tells us what's going on. So this is the, from the IRS statistics from 2020, it says the tax burden on higher income payers rose sharply in 2020. So, you know, we hear a lot about the, you know, the, the wealthy aren't paying enough. They should pay more. They should pay their fair share. Let, let me give you these statistics and it'll blow your mind. The top 1% of taxpayers are people who make 548,000 or more, which is significant, right? Pay 42.31% of all the taxes collected. So, so that's the top say, 1% paying top 42%. 1%. And the top uh, 5%, which I thought was, so it's for people who make uh, adjusted gross income of 220,000 or more. I wouldn't think that would be top 5%, but I guess that is. Well, you know, top ten percent. Yeah, so is top, only, I don't want to say only, but it's one fifty. There's a lot of people out there right. that are quote unquote ten percenters. Right. That yeah. So the top living living the high life. Right, as Tony said, the top ten percent are people with AGIs of one fifty two or more, under fifty two thousand or more, which I I thought was, I thought it would have been higher. I thought it'd been like four hundred grand, but they paid seventy three point six seven percent of all the taxes collected. Mm-hmm. So, the bottom fifty pay two percent, but the bottom fifty are telling the top ten you're not paying enough. Mm-hmm. So i I don't think the the general public sees these stats. They believe the top ten are paying nothing. The top ten are paying almost seventy five percent of all the money that comes into the government. So. Um, how much of it does it say there? How much, uh, what percentage? Last I heard, 48% of the population paid zero. Yeah, this just says that uh, the bottom 50 pays 2%. So, yeah, I heard, I heard that. 48%, yeah, I, something like that. It was 2020, yeah, uh, 20, 2017, maybe. Yeah, 48% paid zero. So, you're right. I mean, it's clearly, a, it's already a top-heavy system. Yeah, I and I think everyone, like you say, it, I, and I've saw some congressional hearings just recently, like paying your fair share. And the guys argue, like, well, what's fair? There's a guy who makes a million dollars. How much more does he have to pay to live in this country than people are paying nothing? I mean, um, you know, I don't know what the solution is. Personally, I think it should just be a national sales tax and, and have some exemptions for food and, and housing and maybe a car so, so you don't necessarily uh, hurt people in the lower tax levels, but for half the country pay nothing doesn't seem fair. And for the 10% to pay 75% of it doesn't seem fair. So I, I don't know what the fair solution is. 
but uh, that that's what we're faced with right now. So, and that's not even counting. That's just income tax. Like right. that's not counting the Medicare taxes, you know, State. social security taxes. So, um, but you know, maybe what we were talking about before with nursing homes, maybe we just have to increase that Medicare limit and the social security limit to keep funding it. Um, I think people will be okay with that. So, but things are, you know, things are costing more too. So, yeah, that's true. Now, uh, Chris, before we move on, uh, the book you showed, what is the title and how can our listeners purchase a copy? Can they get it on amazon.com? I don't know if we have it on Amazon yet. I mean, we literally just got this in yesterday. So, or two What's days the ago. Title? It's called How to Protect Your Family's Assets from Devastating Nursing Home Costs. So, Medicaid Secrets. Medicaid so, Secrets. Again, so, you, you mentioned a lot of these things are uh, everything in there is legal. A lot of these things people don't know about, and they're, they're steps that people can take to protect. We've seen it. Yeah, we um, we haven't we haven't decided what we're gonna do on you know the retail price is forty nine dollars, but I know it costs us like twenty five or twenty six bucks our our cost to get it in. So I I don't know what we're gonna do yet. I'm thinking of making people pay something and maybe we could donate it to our charity that we have um, to help uh, underprivileged families. So um, we haven't decided yet, but maybe you know I don't want you know we have a lot of books out there that didn't cost us this much to produce. And we have, we let people take them at, at random. And then, you know, fortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, people are taking them, but a lot of them, people just like fill up their grocery bag. Right. <laughs> and they, and they're probably never going to read them. So, so we might put some type of uh, sticker on this so that we can at least, uh, I want to make sure someone's going to, they're serious about it. They, they're not going to just like take the book because it's free, you know? Right. Right. So, um, so yeah, so it's, uh, there, there's a lot of stuff you can do, even if you're not. So the five-year plan is obviously the best, right? So we can protect the most assets that way. But if you're short of five years, there's something we call crisis planning, which Matt helps do most of that work. Um, there is still stuff we can do to help save them. We might not be able to save as much as you could if you made it five years, but uh, you know maybe we could save half, right? But a lot of people don't know this and it's not out. You don't, you're not going to see this on TV. So a lot of times people come in and said, yeah, oh yeah, I went through that with my, my mother, uh, you know, who's the grandmother now. And we spent 200 grand on a nursing home. I'm like, well, you know, came and talked to us. We might, maybe we could have saved half of it. Right. So, wow. um, but it's, it just, again, nobody thinks that nobody ever thinks they're going to go to a nursing home. Yeah, which is weird because uh, people who once you reach sixty five, there's almost a seventy five percent. It's over seven yeah. percent. Look, it, it, so. you're right. The older you live, the more likely you're going to go to a nursing home. Yeah. Right? yeah, you know, a generation ago, like my like what happened to my dad, and we talked about this a little bit on other shows. You know, my dad um, had seven. There was eight of them, seven brothers and sisters. I think six of them dropped out of heart attacks. So my dad never expected he would ever go to nursing home. He's just going to drop that like the rest of his brothers and sisters. But sure enough, he got Louis body's disease, which is kind of Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Yep. And, and it was just a freak thing that, you know, he was fine at home and my mother would take care of him. And it wasn't until the very end where unexpectedly my mom needed a knee replacement and uh, she couldn't watch my dad anymore. So he ended up going to nursing home, but he, we spent $95,000 in seven months. Yep. Oh. Yeah. 
And ninety five thousand dollars. You know, my dad sold produce for a living. So nine to save ninety five thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, I mean, back then, you know, like this is the seventies and eighties. But look at my and dad that's made. only if you needed a few months. What if you, yeah. you know, my mom has Parkinson's very bad, and she's been in over a year now. Yeah, I have. And it costs anywhere from six thousand to over twelve thousand dollars a month. Where's that money going right. to come? Well, one of my aunts, who just recently passed away uh, last year, um, she was in for twelve years. Oh, luckily we got our Medicaid, but yeah, you know, twelve years. If you had the money and you didn't do the planning, that could be a million dollars. Yep. Right. So, so, uh, so if you want, copy the book. Call our office. Uh, what? Tony's probably got a little. That. Looking for it. I, I got to serve my purpose here. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Tony, uh, what were what were some of the other topics that people talked about besides? Uh... So we had the most common one was RMD options. We had IRA and Roth withdrawal strategy, student loan forgiveness, which we talked a little bit about in the um, uh, Secure Act 2.0. That's that's webinar. a that's a hot. And uh, contentious that? topic, contentious topic, right? Yeah. Because those of us who you know signed on the dotted line and paid off our loans, um, yeah. aren't happy with people who could just get free money like that. But you know, I think for us, the difference is, yeah, the difference is, Chris, you paid about one one hundredth of the cost that for your schooling that my kids are paying for theirs. That's the difference. Yeah. I, I, my two kids are through college, so yeah. I paid theirs too. So, so, right. so, um, and it goes up exponentially every oh, single well, year. Yeah, and it doesn't, it's yeah. not, it, you know, it's when inflation real. was 2%, the cost of college is going up 8%. That's where it's you need to, every year. The problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and some colleges went up, uh, a few years ago, there was a year where they went up 10 to 20%. My so, concern just, would be if, if we, you know, do this where everybody gets forgiven, these, the, the universities can charge whatever they want. They're not accountable to anybody. Nobody's yeah. going to complain. Somebody, somebody's got to pay the university, right? So is it right. the lenders? It's a, I mean, who is it? So, um, but let's, how about the RMD one? The RMD one's been kind of confusing because they keep, uh, you know, which each act that comes through, they keep changing the dates and the, and uh, um, it was, you know, for a long time, it was 70, 70 and a half. Then it went to 72. Now it's 73. And then it came out with new rules about whether or not if you inherit the IRA, was the uh, was a participant already taking RMDs or not taking RMDs? So it's getting really confusing. Yeah. And they're so going to the, keep changing them, too. Yeah. It's yeah the, new, the new rule that came out previous to the last iteration said, look, if you inherited IRA, we changing it that you have to take it out within 10 years. Right. And when they came out, it said, look, we don't care how you take it out as long as the account's empty in 10 years. But now they changed it to, to it's based on whether or not the participant had already been taking RMDs. And if yeah, they weren't, you're going to have to take RMDs. I mean, it's really unclear on the inherited yeah. IRA now because what I've been doing is just telling people take it every year anyway, just yeah. so first of all, you don't get hit in year 10 with all that. Well, tax yeah, because the, yeah. And then second of all, so you don't get penalized, per, you know, assuming they change the. Yeah. So they, the they new rule that you have to start taking RMDs, the RMD amount they're telling you to take is not going to empty the account in 10 years. So you're right. still going to have to get it out in 10 years. So it's, I, I don't yeah. know who writes, 
I don't know who's sitting in the back room with no windows writing these things. Ah. You know, <laughs> and but, no oxygen in the room yeah. because the decisions they're making aren't too good. I mean, the tax. I think the tax code's getting longer. Last time we looked, it was seventy-seven thousand pages long. Yeah. Now it's probably a hundred thousand pages. pages. Yeah. <laughs> just every year exponentially yeah. longer. Yeah. So RMDs are a big one. And let's tell the audience that the issue with the RMD is if you do it wrong, the penalty is 50%, that five zero, five zero percent, not 15. Of the amount you missed. Yeah. So if you were, supposed you... To take out, you were supposed to take out 10 grand, so you still have to take out the 10 grand to pay the tax, but you owe $5,000 penalty. Right. Uh, so the new, the Secure Act, uh, if you correct it yourself in a reasonable amount of time, yeah. you don't have a penalty. The Secure Act 2.0. Yeah. Uh, and then what, it, it's a scale. It's a well. I think it's basically if you correct it yourself before they catch it. Yeah. Well, we've had we've and had if they catch it and you correct it in a reasonable amount of time. I read in the Secure Act, it's a ten. It's still a ten percent penalty. Yeah. So we we had is that, is that with the ten percent still. So yeah, we've had, we've had a couple situations where people have missed it, and um, personally, what I've done is I actually put it on their tax return and taxed it as if they got it. Then the IRS is like, "Okay, you paid the tax. We still got to get the money out, but at least we gave them the tax money, and then we'll figure out how to get the money out in, in the following year." Because um, I think what happens for a lot of clients, why it's confusing, we try to do it systematically. So if you have Three or four, three or four um, IRA accounts. We have it taken out systematically, automatically out of each account. A lot of client, not a lot, but there's several clients that say, "Well, you know, account number one's paying five percent, account number two is paying two percent. We should probably take it out of account number two. And they want to take it all out of account number, and then, sure enough, somebody's going to mess up a calculation somewhere. So we we found it over the years, it's easier just to have it systematically taken out of every, each account. So that you don't, because the penalty's so so big that it doesn't matter if you're taking out a five percent account or two percent account, because if you miss it, you're going to pay more more penalty than the interest you're earning. So yeah, we should right. take a separate um, episode for these. So we had R and D options, IRA, Roth IRA withdrawals, student loan, nursing home, which we just talked about, trust fund, social security choices, and then tax reduction. Okay. Well, those were our uh, top. Yeah, we're we're almost out of time already. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> twenty five minutes in, twenty six minutes in already. So, yeah. So, uh, welcome back. Uh, uh, it's been a while. I don't think I've done any of these in uh, this year. It's been since before. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't even know how to plug in my microphone. Tax season for sure in February, <laughs> January, February. Tony, yeah. Uh, Tony Short probably does ten of these a day. So, uh, yeah, uh, I do six to eight shows a day yeah yeah but uh tony marlette congratulations on becoming a father for the first time and uh, uh say, hi to, say hi to samuel for us and try to get some sleep uh i will last he, night he, uh, he comes to the office to get sleep <laughs> i see the light go off in his office yeah it's like oh yep that'll happen so how's mom She's doing well. Uh, you know, every day is seems like you know she's getting better. We're, we get we have a good support system with our families. I don't know how people. 
uh, raise kids without, even if it's a, a, a mother and a father, I don't know how you do it without. It takes a village. Yeah. It does yeah. take I a mean, village. Absolutely. You know, that happened to us. We, we were living in Florida when we, we had our first two kids and we moved back to Cleveland to be closer to family. So yeah, so, I can see why we did the same thing. We were living in Nashville for the first six years of our marriage. And then we decided, Hey, we want to have kids. Uh, we actually went six years with no kids. And we and had a lot of fun, but then we're we like, we don't want a kid. So we moved back to Minnesota where all our family was at. So we had some support. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's all, it's all good. So as I told Tony, it's, uh, it's not about you anymore. Never was. <laughs> and I love that. You're right. It never was, but it especially isn't now. Yeah. 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 So that's well, all good. All right, Tony, Tony all and Tony. Show. And uh, uh, for those listening, not watching, you can reach us online at brooksidetax.com, obviously. Our YouTube channel, uh, Brookside Financial, our Facebook page, Brookside Tax, uh, or stop in to our office. All right, right, guys. Great show today. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. See you. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.